Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. So today is May 26th, and happy Friday to you all. If you're in the United States, if you're outside the United States, and it's Saturday already, or maybe it's still Thursday, it's coming, or it already passed. Happy whatever day it is to you. So today I might ruffle some feathers, but I'm cool with that. I, When I started this podcast, I really wanted to be politically correct. Anytime I mentioned God, I would have to say, and this isn't a religious podcast. Okay, you guys all know it's not a religious podcast by now, but you also know that I am faithful. Field. I'm an extremely spiritual person. I wake up praying. I go to bed praying. I pray throughout the day. I thank God for meeting my needs, meeting my family's needs, meeting my friends' needs, for um, catapulting me into being a better person, into being a better mother, grandmother, wife, friend. Um, I'm grateful for all that. I'm Bigger than that, I'm grateful when I go outside and I see the beauty of the trees and the grass and the flowers and I have food. I have so much food, you guys. I mean, I was looking the other day. Every day I take pictures of what I cook because I created a cookbook for my kids and it's my recipes, full of my recipes. And um, so I'm taking pictures now to go with the recipes. And I looked and I was like, man, we're just sitting at home. I made crab legs and shrimp and sausage boil one day. The next day I made lobster tails. Today I'm making conch shrimp and fish. And um, there's nothing we wouldn't want to eat that I can't just go get out of the freezer or we can't go buy. And I am grateful because this day and 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 I work for myself and because I'm just starting my business Business is extremely slow. I'm preparing for my book signing, my third book. If you haven't received the first and second book, you better get on it. Vanessa's Choice is the first name, the first book's name by Sonia Artis. The second book is called The Beginning. And get that. The second book is called The Beginning. The first book is called Vanessa's Choice, both by me. Um, the second book, The Beginning, Troubled Youth, um, Adoption, Death, and Resurrection. These books are autobiographies and they outline a really dark time of my life. And now I've finished my third book and I want to release it in Kansas City. All right, that's enough of the plug. But my whole point is I don't have to apologize for speaking about my Lord and my Savior ever, ever. And you don't ever have to worry about me doing it again. So... You guys know I go off on these tangents and forget what the heck I wanted to speak about in the first place, but today I didn't forget. I want to speak about believing what people show you. You remember when, I think her name is Ivana something, or it might have been Oprah. One of them said something about when people show you who they are, believe them, right? And I I honestly got tired of hearing that. You see it everywhere on social media. Everybody wants to say it. It's this, it's that. Okay, I've heard it at least 100 million billion times. And I'm the type of person, I try not to repeat something somebody else said or a tagline that everybody else is using. I I have my own words. 
And when I hear my words again, I always wonder, huh, is somebody copying me? You know, pat myself on the back a little bit. Um, I think I told you guys, a friend of mine sent me a, a, a YouTube video. And this lady started off with good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. And then she said her name. And I was like, what the hell? Is that my stuff she's saying? And first thing I thought is this lady don't know you at all. But then I thought, man, but if she did and she was using my tagline, it brings me a lot of joy. So, um, but I do want to talk about people who showing you something and you totally ignore it. So I'm going to give you a few examples like I always do. But there was this young lady. Um, she was dating a guy I know. And he was telling me the very first time he met anybody in her family, he met the lady who raised her, her mother. And she was cursing at her mother, you know, yelling, cursing, talking to her mom, just all kinds of ways a lot of us wouldn't live through. And he said he was thinking, man, this is crazy. She talked to her mom like that? You know, called her mom out of her name and and just rude um, in front of him, you know, and he was like, man, that's, that's how she treats her mom. And, you know, he was thrown off by it. And she had a daughter and she would leave her daughter with her mom a lot to hang out with him or to go hang out, period, with whomever she wanted to hang out with. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with living your life. And if you have a, a family member or a friend or somebody you're paying that supports you in that, that's one thing. That's beautiful. But if you find it more important to go out as much as possible than to spend any quality time with your seed, that's an issue. But anyway, he was saying that, you know, she would always go out, always go out. And he was like, huh? But here's the thing. He kept dealing with her. And then he got her pregnant. And then she moved in with them. And when she moved in, she was lazy. She lied a lot. She would go off sometimes. And he said she was a horrible mother. And he just could not believe what a horrible mother she was. And when he finished telling me this story, you know, now, mind you, these are two different before he told me about her, you know, about when he first met his mom or when he first met her mom. And, you know, being around her daughter and, and, um, this is much later. We've known each other for 30 years. So much later, you know, he got her pregnant, their daughter, they had a daughter as well. She's 10. So 10 years ago, she got pregnant, moved in, so on and so forth. And he was telling me on the phone one day, I cannot stand this girl half the time. I don't like coming home. My house is nasty. She don't work. She's nasty. Then she wants to get dressed and go out and and like she don't have a baby here and a daughter here and like it's my responsibility. And, and I just listened. And when he finished, I said, but why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? I remember back in the day when you met her and you told me how she talked to her grandma and how all she wanted to do was party and, and hang out. He's like, yeah, but Sonia, people grow up. I said, yeah, some do, some don't. But 
she showed you fully what type of person she was back there. And you still went in there raw. And you got a baby out of the deal. Now you're stuck with her for the next 18 years. And don't be surprised if when the time comes and you have to go your separate ways, you get a letter in the mail from child support. Don't be surprised. What happened? He ended up, he couldn't take it anymore, broke up with her. Child support right there. Not only child support for the baby, but she asked for child support for the other one because they had been together for some years and that was the only dad. I don't know how that played out, but she was citing that that was the only dad that the other child knew. So right there, fully, fully, she showed him what type of person she was and he still chose to have a sexual relationship with her unprotected. She got pregnant. He still chose to move her in and expected for her to be a different person. Sometimes we feel like our friendship will change somebody's way. Being in a relationship with somebody will change the way they act and they react and the way they speak and the way they interact. But that person was that person before you met him. Now, sometimes that works like me. You know, when I met my husband, I am not a trusting person. And I have worked my butt off since I was 17. Worked my butt off. Now, yeah, I went through these really lazy phases where partying was more important to me than going to work. Yeah, I would sit around and, and you know, have my boyfriend and I'd want to sit up under him instead of going to do what I should have been doing. I should have went to school earlier than I did. I should have been more serious about my career than I was. But, you know, I made my own mistakes. I made plenty of them. But sometimes you get around people who tell you different and you want to be better. You want to be proud. Everybody's not like that. Some people have heard better all their life and they choose the path that they choose because that's the road they want to be on. I'm going to ask a serious question and I know, you know, I told you this isn't going to be an easy podcast but for some of you, but all right. I've told you guys, I don't do drugs. Never been a drug person in my life. Never tried crack, cocaine, um, meth, a molly, uh, uh, any kind of opioid, none of that, none of it, any of it. I have tried weed. I've tried weed less than 10 times in my life, but I've tried weed. No need to lie. And I'm barely a drinker. I used to drink a glass of wine maybe once a month. Now I have a beer maybe two, three times a month. I probably drink an average of three to four beers a month now. Um, I'll get back on my wine kick one day. But anyway, what makes somebody wake up one day and say, you know what, I, I'm going to try crack today. What is it that makes somebody think that they're going to be different than everybody else? I'm going to try meth. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I think you shoot up meth. I'm going to shoot me up some meth today. See what it's like. What brings somebody to that? And what makes you think once they're on that, that you can just say, hey, you know what? I, I want to see you do better and be better. So I'm going to move you into my home. And help you out. And then you're shocked when you come home one day and they're high. 
I don't know what makes people do the things they do or act the way they act. I don't even know sometimes what makes me act the way I act. I don't have a handle on that or an answer for that. But I do know that my personality traits, some of them haven't changed since I was in my, since I was 17 on my own. I'm still very independent, very strong-willed, very thick-headed sometimes, but I'm extremely loving and caring and will give almost anything to almost anybody. I applaud people when they do well and I support people with my whole heart, even the people who don't support me. And there's been plenty. I can make a post right now about my uh, third book and I promise you I'll get less than 20 likes on that. But I can post, and I don't have a lot of friends, so this is not going to sound all that great, but I can post a picture of one of my kids or me and my husband, and I'll get at least 50, 60 likes on that. But when I'm doing something good or something that, you know, I might need somebody to support, buy my book, do this, do that, yeah, it doesn't happen like that. And I know this, so I accept it, and I still support those who would not support me. But back to what I was saying in the beginning. So back to my examples. All right. I have a friend and, you know, I always know somebody about something, but this friend, and I've spoke about this friend before. She'll get into these relationships. She has at least, her kids have at least eight to 10 different uncles a year. <laughs> Uncle this, uncle that, uncle Tim, uncle Jim, uncle Paul, uncle Peter, uncle Silas, uncle Jesus. All these uncles, all these men that she brings into her home around her daughters. She'll actually go to the store, leave her daughters with these men that she just met. And she gives these men all her attention. Whatever that man wants to do, she's down for it. Constantly putting these men before her kids. How many people have you seen on the news? They meet some guy, the guy doesn't like the kids, or they allow them to beat the kids, or they allow them to do this to the kids, or so much. I was telling my husband of a relative who allowed her husband to have sex with her daughter and even had sex with her own child because that's what the husband wanted. And, you know, once again, if you meet a woman, if you meet a man, if you meet a person and they have kids and you come before those kids, that's an issue. That's an issue. I, I've, I've had an order all my life. And you're going to say, but son, you gave up a child. I still had an order <laughs> then. It's God, then my kids, then me. My kids don't come before God, and I don't come before my kids. They get before I get. I take care of them before I take care of me. And I was very cautious about bringing anybody around my kids because I had girls. And even in giving up a child for adoption, I considered him before me. I had nothing, no home, no car, no money, no job. I had nothing. I could have easily walked out of the hospital with a baby and went nowhere and been on the streets or lived in a shelter and 
Sometimes I wish I would have, but I didn't because I considered him first. But a lot of parents these days, they just want a relationship so bad they consider that person before they even think about their own kids. That's a red flag, you guys. If anything, that's the kind of person you got to talk to if they're willing to listen. And remind them of the blessing of the child that they have. Now, this isn't always the case, but I do want to say sometimes bad erotic, erotic, <laughs> erratic behavior does not improve. Sometimes people will promise you that they're going to do better, but it's just the way to buy time. And sometimes they mean it for that moment, but the second something happens that pulls them back into where they were, they're going back into that space. You have a habitual cheater and every time they get caught, oh my God, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm going to do better. I love you so much. Please don't leave me. Please, please, please don't leave me. I, I'm so sorry. They cry. They hug onto you. You forgive them and they're good for a month, two months, three months. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing those signs again. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so weak. I, I apologize. I love you so much. And then they go crying again. Or how about that person who puts their hands on you? I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. Please forgive me. And they're crying and holding on to you while you stand there with your black eye. And they apologize. And they just didn't mean it. And you're like, wow, they really love me. I got to forgive them. And before you know it, it becomes the norm. You got a black eye, a busted lip, a swollen jaw. They're apologizing. You're forgiving and you're going about your business. It becomes almost the norm. You don't even know what a normal unabused life is like anymore. The very first time that person put their hands on you, they showed you a lot. Even if they weren't going to do it again, they showed you they really don't have a lot of restraint. They might not hurt you that way again, but they're going to hurt you <laughs> somehow. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. You got one time. One time to put your hands on me. If it happens twice, it would be a miracle. But I'm going to teach you, I'm not your punching bag. I am not your outlet for your anger. I am not the person, if I say something you don't like, you can jump in my face and start going off. Which is why God gave me the perfect husband, because he's a calm spirit, but he commands respect at the same time, without even asking for it, and he gets it. He gets to be the man of the house and take care of the household and do whatever he needs to do. Because he treats me with love and respect. But I know he is the head of the household. There's no mistaking. I would have no respect for somebody who calls me out of my name, jumps up in my face, walks out when we're having a bad moment, a discussion that they don't like even thinks about saying something bad about my kids. 
breaks things, throw things that we worked hard for or I worked hard for. That would be a one-time deal for me. But I was raised by a mom who was no nonsense. I could not imagine a man putting his hands on my mom and living to tell about it. Sometimes we put up with BS because we don't want to be alone or we don't want to start over. Or maybe we're just stuck on what brought this person to us in the first place. And we don't want anyone else to have that one thing or that person. Money. People put up with a lot of stuff when they get with somebody with money, fame, a title. I know he hits me, but, you know, look where I live and I don't have to work and look what I drive and I can go anywhere and shop anywhere. So it's worth it to that person. It's worth it. You know, I just want to tell you guys. What I hate to hear all the time. When somebody shows you who they are, believe it. And don't think you're going to change somebody. If they're a grown person, don't think you're going to come in and be a captain. Save her. You can care about somebody and give them the resources. Give them the conversation and care about them from afar. If you see these characteristics, you don't bring them in your home. You don't allow them to be around your kids. You don't all of a sudden bring them like they're a puppy. This puppy was in the shelter and I have to save this puppy. Because I don't know what's going to happen to this puppy if I don't save him. That's a whole human being. A whole human being. So, you know, you got to trust what you see. And there's nothing wrong. Look, my company is led by motivation. I am into that giving positive, reaffirming, just love to people. But I am not going to go to a drug treatment facility, speak to them about empowering themselves and being a better person and then saying, but you know what? One or two of y'all can come home with me right now. You can leave this facility. Come on. I got positive words. I'm just going to breathe them into you every day. That's not my niche. That's why they're in the drug treatment facility. They need to stay there and I will come and I will bring you lots of love. And when you get out, I am your cheerleader. That man who was beating the hell out of his wife and I'm seeing him on the side or I've been crushing on him. I don't know what cheaters do, but I've been crushing on him, whatever. And he tells me, you know what? I'm tired of her. I ain't going to say, okay, come on in here. What makes me better than her? And I already know what he's on. Come on now, you guys. We do silly things sometimes. We do it for love. We do it for um, just out of loneliness sometimes. We just want somebody there and then we put up with so much. And next thing you know, you're stuck. 
You don't have to be stuck. Don't lose your identity by changing yourself into what someone else wants you to be. And that means a punching bag. You're a target. You're just out there and somebody's just shooting at you, throwing axes at you, verbally, mentally, sexually, whatever. You're a whole human being. And I promise you, people who think that I'm not going to get anybody else or I'm not going to get better or I won't get this or that, you're blocking your own blessing. You're blocking your own blessing by staying and coming up with excuses why you stay. When someone shows you exactly what kind of person they are what they are willing to do to somebody they claim to care about or love. You got to decide who's more important, you or them. I choose me. All right, you guys, you know who I am, Sonia McQueen. You can find me at ledbymotivation.com. You can email me at ledbymotivation07 at gmail or even... Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A-M, as in money, Sonia M at ledbymotivation.com. You have a beautiful day, and I really do look forward to hearing from you guys.